poet, an advocate, and entrepreneur. My name is Tammy. I'm 50, and I am from Summersville, West Virginia. Coal is a part of the fabric of West Virginia. It doesn't matter if you're directly in the mines. There's an ancillary business that uh, we all uh, benefit from or are connected to. This is a rich state, okay? And there's things out there in the mountains and everything that could really make money and jobs for people. Whether that's, you know, my mom unloading a, a coal truck at DuPont, or whether that's my basketball team being sponsored by Friends of Coal, or, you know, however, it's everybody's in some way connected to the industry. That connection extended to Hendrix's new university. West Virginia University would have their annual Coal Bowl football game, the game between West Virginia and Marshall every year, just as one example. And uh, they had a, a research center for coal and energy on the WVU campus. Politicians were uh, always uh, quick to support and defend the coal industry if they wanted to get reelected. Very pro-coal environment there. And it sounds like you were at least a bit of an environmentalist when you came to West Virginia. Well, I loved the outdoors. I learned how to fly fish and hiking and backpacking and such. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which is not to align you with any political movement, because we know there are naturalists and environmentalists you know, across all political spectrums. But I am curious what your views were on coal uh, per se, coming in to WVU? You know, I really knew almost nothing about it. I was one of those people that didn't know how the lights were turned on or what the energy <laughs> sources were. I was, I was educating myself at about that time. I happened to come across a book. It was written by a journalist, Jeff Goodell, uh, called Big Coal. And he was doing stories about the important and kind of quiet role that coal played in, in American life. And he was the one who was describing some of the stories of people that lived in these mining communities. And that's what got me kind of the first knowledge I had about this as a potential issue. And then that led you to think, hey, I should take a look at public health implications of coal mining? Is it, was it as direct a line as that? Yeah, it's as simple as that. It seemed like a logical next step. Now, we should back up here and say that coal mining has changed a great deal in the past few decades. As we noted earlier, the industry has been in serious decline with production falling substantially and with it employment, especially in a place like West Virginia. The Bureau of Labor Statistics, which groups together mining and logging jobs, shows that the sector has fallen roughly 40 percent in West Virginia in just the last five years. Again, there's several reasons for this decline, especially the natural gas juggernaut, but it's also related to something that happened decades earlier in Washington, D.C. Thank you all very much. Thank you. In 1989, at the White House, President George H.W. Bush made a major announcement. First, I'd like to lay on the table my proposals to curb acid rain and cut urban smog and uh, clean up air toxics. And second... I want to call upon all of you to join me in enacting into law a new Clean Air Act this year. The original Clean Air Act dated from 1963, and it had been amended several times. Bush's new amendments, which took hold in 1990, directly affected the coal industry and coal-fired power plants. Sulfur dioxide, a byproduct of burning coal, lowered air quality generally and contributed to what's known as acid rain. The new amendments capped sulfur dioxide emissions and established the first large-scale cap-and-trade program. Michael Hendricks again. 
the Clean Air Act, it has been successful at reducing acid rain pretty significantly and at improving air quality from power plants. There's no question about that. But there was an unintended consequence of the new Clean Air Act. Economically, it became more attractive to try to mine coal that before maybe wasn't attractive to mine. This type of coal had lower levels of sulfur, and it was especially plentiful in the mountains of central Appalachia. To get it, miners turned to a process known as mountaintop coal removal. Rather than burrowing deep beneath the ground for seams of coal, mountaintop removal is a technique that involves literally blowing up mountains. Health hazards of underground mining, both immediate and long-term, are substantial and well-established. But what about the health hazards of mountaintop removal? People that work in surface mining, even though there's some evidence that they, they may suffer some respiratory issues over time as well, the evidence...